official site fashion first we want to thank you and say we appreciate you for listening to our podcast prepare yourself for a high level conversation authentic and full of insight from young creatives and entrepreneurs be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and follow us on all social media platforms at official site fashion let's dive into it so what's up guys welcome to another episode of official site fashion it's your boy zion here again it's fashion financial literacy and mindset through the lenses of young creators and entrepreneurs and it's your boy hassan akbar coming at y'all again and today we bring yet to you another young creative and entrepreneur we got our brother sean stone in the building what's good how you doing today bro Shit, chilling, bro. You know, glad to be here. Most definitely. We want to thank you for uh, coming on our platform, man. Well, Sean, man, he's like an artist. I want to describe him as an artist because he does more than one thing. He creates in more than one way. From uh, making music to producing to to uh, streaming, all type of creating going on. And uh, in your Instagram bio, he said you're an East African town, East Atlian, bro. Yeah. I want to I want to dive into that, like the influence of both cultures and how it affected you to who you are today. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like that shit is like everything to do with who I am. Like being so, like I'm my mom is Kenyan. She mm-hmm. she's come from East Africa. So like, but I'm raised in Decatur. Like, and like if you're from Atlanta, you you, you kind of know like what what that area is and in, in terms of like cultural and stuff like that like east atlanta and shit like that so it's it's weird but it's cool as fuck because my dad's from chicago so mm-hmm. i'm only like i'm half uh east african but i was really raised by my mom so like i really got all that influence but then i'm also influenced my by my like surroundings my community and shit like that so it's like a melting pot in certain parts in decatur uh, depending on where you are, you might be around a lot of East Africans or a lot of like Hispanics or maybe you're in a, you know, a white community. It's just like mm-hmm. everything is kind of like it's it's a there's a place for everybody. Like there's a place for different cultures and shit. I, I feel what you're saying because like growing up and like traveling around Atlanta because my dad is of Ghanaian. He lived in Atlanta like always mm-hmm. and I would come back and forth. Mm-hmm. And like just traveling around, seeing it's 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 like a whole bunch of melting pots and different yeah. it, different different cultures. Like you can go to yeah. different parts and see different yeah, cultures for sure as well. Like and like seeing how people adapt to their surrounding. Like yeah. what am I gonna do to yeah. make it out here? That's just, yeah, that shit is something, bro. Everybody got to think about at some point, especially being in Atlanta. You got to yeah. think about what you got to do to get out. Like most definitely, not to say that you got to get out, but like if you not in like. The best parts and you going up in a certain environment like ideally your your objective is to maybe go to school get a degree be able to move move maybe move your family or just build connections in different environments but you don't want to be stagnant in you know 
a certain type of environment. Most so. definitely. I can relate to that. I want to ask you, because like growing up in the Af with an African dad, I know you mm -hmm. have an African mother, mm -hmm. but like education was something that was like very emphasized. Oh, yeah. So like sure. I feel like growing up as who, who I am today, like them, what they want for us isn't the mm -hmm. same thing we might want for ourselves. Oh, yeah. So like how do you how did you deal with that coming from an African background or immigrant background? Yeah, so... It's like, obviously, you already know how it is. You grow up with an a African parent. They're strict on education. And it's understandable because what people don't understand, <clears throat> excuse me, what people don't understand is how hard it is to come to America from a third world exactly. country. So now we growing up, we can't fathom that we're children. You know what I'm saying? So our parents are, are trying to instill a certain amount of like, like appreciation and, and like, I don't know, it's, it's something that they want us to acknowledge the importance of being able to gain like certain certifications yeah. and certain, uh, like to be able to even get a green card in a third world country is fucking hard, you know? You know yes. So it's like, you just gotta kinda. Cause they, what we have is like privilege. Yeah. Cause I think about, uh, I watch a lot of African creators now cause I'm inspired, but I want to go over there, right? Mm. But like the thing to do over there is to come to school over here. That's like the ultimate opportunity if you can come and then like, it's like we, yeah. we given to this, but it's like, it's we already see the vast opportunity America has to offer. So yeah. like, nah, you can just do this. Yeah. You know, or you yeah. can just do this and be creative. You got anything you want to add, bro? Oh no, I'm just listening, man. Y'all yeah. talking about something I don't know right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First generation African American. Yeah, but like, yeah, we be first generation. Yeah, that shit is. What is that? What does that mean to you? Like, do you feel like I feel like I gotta make something of it because, like, yeah, where my people come from, right? And like, and it's so easy to to put out your message now. Yeah, Why not do it. Yeah, I think what it is, bro, yeah. is like. It's a level of gratitude, like Sean said. It's mm -hmm. like appreciation. Like mm -hmm. you gotta appreciate where you're from and where you, where you at now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's a Sankofa. It's like a West African like mm -hmm. little um, philosophy or something like that with a symbol. Mm -hmm. But like it's the uh, take from your past to make your future better type shit. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, but. I, th I feel like that's all it is. Just appreciating both sides. Yeah, like, it's it's something where like when when, when you growing up, so like I'm African, like half African, and then half I guess African American because my dad is you know yeah. black too, but he's just not from Africa. And like it's like because I'm growing up with primarily my mom, there's not that other person to be able to instill, like. I guess American culture to me the way that like yeah my dad would put me on to a lot of shit most of mm -hmm. it would be like movies and shit that's that's one thing I really got yeah. from like my dad and shit like that but um in terms of music I found out what I wanted myself I like looked for you know different shit like obviously being in Atlanta you're gonna primarily hear Atlanta shit like that's just how exactly. it work you know you listen to the radio yeah. coming up when we was growing up that's like Mainly, how you gonna find out what's hot musically and shit like that? Oh, you so, had Spinrilla on your phone. Yeah, song. yeah. That, that's the years later. Like, yeah, in the industry, you know, like people. It's like in Atlanta, like when see, I I started getting into music, like in terms of falling in love with music at an early at early ass age. Like I'm I'm listening to a Boombox at the age of when people was like playing with toys and shit. Like, and mm -hmm. that's what I would do. Like, I would just turn through different radio stations bored as fuck and I'm like maybe six years old 
<clears throat> and I'm just like looking for different music. Like I don't have a certain genre that is like my favorite genre at this time in my life. And I don't really know what music is, is as a whole. I don't have like my own view of what it is to be like an artist or anything like that or what different genres have to offer and what culture lies in music at this point. So I'm finding that shit myself. And I found all everything that really was like Americanized, like I went out and found that like yeah. by playing outside, being around like, Just like certain experience. people. Yeah, like in, in my community. So that's also something I'm a product of is my community. And then like being in school, meeting people and stuff like that, going over friends' house when you're younger and stuff, seeing how it is to live in an American or African-American household as opposed to growing up in an African household where things mm -hmm. may be a lot different. So it's like, since since I went and found that myself, there's a lot of you learn the hard way kind of things <laughs> that came, you know, with that. But yeah. like, it's still cool because it's like, I still have like my mom's culture that I'm still tapped in with and I do Bro. go back over there uh, time to time. So it's like, I mean, it's a blessing to be able to have two different perspectives on like. Yeah, life. that's what I appreciate most. Cause yeah. mine is separate. I lived in an American household, but my father's household is an African household. Yeah. So it's like balancing that. You learn not yeah. to do certain things. You learn why they yeah. value certain things, like yeah. you, like you said. And so, it's just, so Sean, yeah. let me ask: Like, do you think that, um, like, having the perspective that you have based off of you finding it on your own is somehow better? then maybe you receiving it from your dad if you had that opportunity like or like like would you switch it type shit like well like i'm the type of person that like i i don't i don't like to assume so i can't really say for sure whether it, it would have been better or not like i can't really i i, I don't really know like so yeah. even though i didn't have that experience in terms of like my dad putting me on to like what it like what American culture is, what maybe the American dream is and stuff like that. Mm. It's like I can't say that I, I like didn't gain from that or I, and I can't say that I lost from that because I'm grateful to be where I am and be the person who I am today. And but also I didn't re really see that too much in my uh, like friends like lives either. Like I'm growing up in the community like I like I said, I'm a product of my community. Like growing up Let's be real. Like everybody didn't have their dad around. Exactly. So, like, so I'm not yeah, I'm necessarily. Yeah. Like I never even like thought like, damn, I wish like my dad would be here more. Like uh, when he was there, I'd be like, you know, oh shit, my dad's here. Like you know, thought it was a regular thing. thing yeah. Cause my friends doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. So it's not really anything like I'm looking at it like, oh, it's bad. I'm more so looking at it like this is just the reality that we are in. Like mm -hmm. I'm born into this the same way they're born into it. We're not really hating on each other for that shit like we might look at our other friends whose dads are around and think hmm, i wonder how that is but it's yeah. not like it's not a lust for that you know what i mean so right. yeah i was like say. i would say i could never imagine both my parents living together exactly yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like when you try to think it or imagine if you've never experienced it so. but i feel like that shape you out into i feel like just growing up like that having to endure something it shapes you out into a certain type of person it does and then the type of parent you want to be in the future because yeah look like, right. Yeah. It makes you want to model yourself better, I would say. Yeah. That definitely has a lot to do with, like, development and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so, like, what what would you say, like, as a creator, what is, like, some of the lessons you've had to learn over the years in terms of your development from when you first started to where you are now? i say the biggest thing that I still struggle with today is, like, understanding that, like, 
you creating and not releasing mm -hmm. builds congestion. Mm -hmm. So as an artist, you have to think about it like if you really are an artist and, and this is outside of like any financial gain, this is outside of any like social gain, like being an artist, you have to think about it like it's one of your bodily functions that you almost can't control. Like yeah. to create is just something that is within you. It's not something that you ask to want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that one day you, you tried something and it felt right. And then now you almost can't stop doing it. And when you do it, it doesn't feel like other things that you may be doing. So yeah, you don't have a, to try. Yeah. It's like with, with music, um, for me, it was like something that like, I feel like once I'm doing this, I am my real self or I feel like this is the way that I can convey myself in, I don't know, like the most... In the most authentic way. Yeah, in the most authentic way in terms of like any version of art that I've, you know, mm -hmm. worked with and stuff like that. And like I've done different types of stuff like painting, acting. Uh, at a certain point in time, I was interested in photography. I had my own camera. I was taking pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. All types of art. But it's like, with music, it was different. So thinking about it like it's a bodily function, you got to think about it like it's it's natural for it to happen. But the more art you create, if you're not really giving yourself room to release that, you, you're you causing congestion. And it's like you, you're, you're stagnant at, at that point as an artist. Like... You can't be too scared to release things because you feel like they haven't been perfected enough. Mm -hmm. You can't be too scared to try new things because you feel like you're not at a certain point of place. As an artist, mm -hmm. you can't be too scared to uh, meet new people because you feel like maybe they're at a different point where you're not. That's it's like part. you have to allow this to flow. You have to allow yourself to really be involved. And for the, for the you have to allow people to also be able to see yourself as an artist and who you are truly as an artist you can't be scared mm -hmm. to like be yourself as an artist most definitely I, I, I think that authenticity though or hmm, let me word it this yeah. way I think that you automatically encouraged to be authentic coming up in Atlanta in that way yeah like that you already have like you already mm -hmm. have that in you like you said but it's uh -huh. amplified because yeah. like you like like we saying where we stay like mm -hmm. you can't you can't be fake around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you really can't. If you an art nigga, you just gonna be an art nigga. Yeah, <laughs> like if you, <laughs> if you trying to like be something, they go yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So it's just like I don't know, bro. Yeah. Like you automatically encouraged from the jump. Like if this what I'm into, this is what I'm finna be into. Yeah. Cause like mm. I, you you try everything, like you said. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard you saying. Especially was you like trial and error. Yeah, for sure. And that's the whole thing with the melting pot situation. Like you like you got one neighborhood, but you you know you got five different streets with five mm. different types of people on exactly. it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. So you're gonna try to skateboard, you're gonna try to fucking smoke weed, you're gonna try to fucking <laughs> fucking make beats, you're gonna yeah. try to I don't know, trap like you know, all yeah. this different kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Till you find what you what you feel like you're good at. Yeah. yeah. I feel like being artsy is never for me it was always like like I said, it was natural. I can't, I can't control it. Like, yeah, like, I can't stop myself from wanting to do certain things other people in my community may not be open to doing. Yeah. Just because, like, in my, because, like I said, like you, you see the area where I'm growing up in. Obviously, it's not too many 
kids my age when I was doing that shit who was also interested in maybe doing art like yeah. the way I was doing it. So, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a community for me. So it's like once you, I mean, obviously, like I'm starting up. I was young, so it's like. I didn't get to leave the house and go look for other kids or whatever <laughs> to like make art with like that. But it's like, as you grow older, by the time I was in middle school, I started peeping like, okay, maybe there are like being on Instagram, like maybe there are yeah. other people like me who want to oh, yeah, create sure. and stuff. And that's when you start networking. And then by the time I was in high school, Instagram showed it back in the Come day, on, like, cause like based on what you was posting, you would know like, oh, oh like, yeah. this what you into yeah. type shit. Like, yeah, we yeah. might we might could be yeah. friends. And it wasn't just Instagram. It was like back then, like really, one of the like one of the craziest apps to be on if you were an aspiring artist. Like Tumblr. Man. Tumblr. I was like, <laughs> it was yeah. like it was <laughs> like at the Tumblr. Oh, what Tumblr was was like blogs, bro. Like, there's yes. a lot of information. It was very informative, and, mm -hmm. and it also right. gave people to see like a different side of like, just like media, like how you could keep media in terms of a social app type <laughs> stuff. So yeah. it's like, just a combination of literature and photography. Like, yeah. you can't beat that, bro. Like, yeah, nah. Like it was, it yeah. was up there. Like you think about the upcoming of like ASAP or like smokers, smoke. Literally, Space Ghost Perry, yeah. my bad. Uh, just uh, like Raider Clan. Shit, even got down X at a time. Yeah, like, X yeah. or like uh, Young Lean. Fucking Ian Connor. Bro. Yeah, Ian Connor. Like just that whole like right before that SoundCloud wave just was like that was like where you could find a lot of oh, underground man. artists or just mm -hmm. like different things that were happening like. In, in terms of pop culture that may have not been like, you know, mainstream yet. Yeah. But so. then it was like, it was a lot of niggas who was influenced by that too. And that's where you mm -hmm. found your friends. Cause those mm -hmm. was like the kind of people um that some people looked up to, but mm -hmm. like those was kind of like the icons. And yeah. then, like I said, you had your people that was influenced, but the people that was influenced, if they did it the right way, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, okay. I could probably fuck with you. Like yeah. you 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 being authentic about it, but I see where you pulling from yeah. type shit. Like mm -hmm. and I'm pulling from the same place. Yeah. So okay, we cool. Yeah. So who were some of the people y'all both pulled from or like both were influenced by growing up here? Shit. Like my being Bruh. the same age or is it like just artists? Just artists Bruh. in general. Creators I think the in general. Most, yeah. I, the most vivid memory I have of us is um listening to music on the bus on the way oh, to yeah. school. Oh yeah, and it's crazy that like uh, you're here for me to like uh, we could talk about this right right now because <laughs> yeah, it's like for sure because if I were to have to explain it to somebody else it'd be like yeah my friend Hassan but it's crazy <laughs> I'm having this conversation and you here because like when I was like um, I guess going into middle school like I had already had my iPod phase and stuff where you downloading music yeah I had the iPod and Nano everybody yeah. had that phase. Of where you were searching music up on your on on your computer like YouTube on, whatever, 
website you knew that was like pirated music, whatever you could do <laughs> to get that's the whole thing. I was downloading music. music on the SD card from my PSP and yeah. putting that shit in my PSP. It was like you was cold if you could do that though. Nigga, like, yeah, I was, I was cold. You was hard. You was hard. You could do that. But it was, I knew a lot of people would download music in, in different ways, and it was like the yeah. whole idea, the the whole objective was to get the music in your pocket, bro. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. we wanted that shit. Like, and bro. yeah, it, it was a matter of convenience. But then we start getting things where like obviously apple was like right. by the time yeah by the time like we're in in sixth grade what year was like it's hard to fathom when everything right came into yeah. place let me, I was let saying me just poke a hole in that real quick bro because i feel like really the niggas who was doing that bro just mm. really love music bro yeah. like niggas okay. was really nervous for that shit bro yeah i feel like, like yeah, like the like the fact that you want to listen to a song over and over and over and over and mm. over again because mm. you just can't get over how good it is, yeah. bro. Like that's 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 what I was doing. Like yeah. I was trying to download "Good Morning" by Kanye West off the list of that time, bro. Like, bro, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna so lie. Like, like by the time I would say 2011, 2012 hit. By the time like, alright, so what made me start really downloading music for real mm-hmm. and like wanting to keep track of album drops like like i was waiting on albums to drop how people was waiting on shoes to drop oh, yeah God. so yeah so it was like <laughs> i by 2011 uh watch the throne had uh came out mm-hmm. and i didn't find out about it until it was on the radio yeah. obviously like yeah that's how yeah. late you would catch yeah the, like yeah. but at the same time them. during this time period the 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 radio was popping yeah the radio was like where you get like music on the go right. if you're talking about like what's what's popping right now what just happened you know like you're gonna listen to the radio during this time period so it was like watch the throne happen i went back and listened to it and i realized it was the greatest album of like all time in my head even at that age i knew the importance of that album so after that i was like i'm never gonna miss another album like this again and i just started that i downloaded that on my i didn't even have an ipod at this time i had an mp3 player so i downloaded that on my mp3 player i'm listening to a hella and this is when i started thinking damn i want to go back and really study the culture of hip-hop because like Mm -hmm. i said i'm i grew up in an african household like i don't know what hip-hop culture really is i hadn't even seen like no yeah because they didn't like they didn't look at it in yeah, the same way yeah, that's a like, creative yeah, thing they like like, we, don't listen to that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they're looking at it like you know that's bad yeah, those, in the way yeah so it's like i go back and i'm like nah let me see what it was for real what it is and that's when i start getting into like okay making sure I'm I'm keeping up with artists and their albums and what they got coming out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And by the time sixth grade comes, we all got like a, or some we're about to get an iPhone or something yeah. that yeah. you could listen to music on. Go. Yeah, and by that time, that's when you start really getting into like streaming and that's when I branched out and started like, and it's crazy, the same, that damn near that same year, I started playing piano and my piano teacher was like forcing me to listen to like every genre ever. Like, wow. Yeah, like I, I, he would like, and it wasn't just like you could just listen to a song. He would. I didn't know that's bring, how that came about. Yeah, bro, that's how I that's listened. Crazy. Like, my, my piano teacher was like, you need to have like an understanding of what music can be, not, not just what you hear already. Like, because trying to understand music that was made. What like four hundred years ago was yeah, fucking crazy. Exactly. So, but it changes. It, it changes. Cycles. It changes a lot. But then you, 
once you start to understand and you realize how certain things are just fundamental mm-hmm. and it don't matter how many years go by there's certain things within music that are just like it's like a language yeah. once you're able to speak that fluently mm-hmm. the amount of people that you can bring together to make different types of music like how we were talking earlier about Kendrick Lamar and how he had like artists like Terrence Martin Thundercat and stuff working on this album that was supposed to be a hip hop album and turned out to be like a jazz fusion mm-hmm. album it was crazy so it's like you can't always have that type of like I, like for me you have to speak music you have to speak that language to be able to bring those type of musicians together because they're not looking at it like oh I'm about to be like on some hip hop stuff they're thinking I'm an artist I play this instrument I can only do you know what I'm saying I'm gonna do the best of what I do so they're not trying to you, you're not trying to diminish anybody's creative value it's the curation yeah you're trying to get everybody you, you, it's like uh, what can I say orchestrating it for real to be yeah, able to come together the that's way that what makes it art though like, yeah crazy. exactly and like I like one thing, my bad. I mean, oh, job, bro. But I like one thing you were saying earlier. Like when you when you have your gift, you don't gotta turn it on or turn it off. It's yeah, just, you have it. And like yeah. curation is just like one of the things I feel like I have. And like yeah. just being able to bring things together in general. Yeah. But like that, it's just an art within that because you see like well, how did he know how to piece that shit together? Yeah. Like that? I would have yeah. never thought of that. Yeah. But everybody got their own version of that. Mm. So, so like your your curation might be different than mine. But yeah. like when it comes out, you're like I fuck with that shit. Yeah, and that's a that's that's a appreciating art too. You know, just yeah. everybody you have to be able. That's what art. That's why art is so good at bringing people together because it forces you to like appreciate perspective. So yeah, like, that's what it is. Yeah. I really, I really have met like a lot of great people through art. Like I've met more interesting people through art than anything else. Like that's exactly, and there's so, so many different forms. Like we create art right now. Yeah, people gonna it's, be able to go art. back and listen to this for hundreds yeah. of years. Yeah, like when you think about it, like yeah. they, you can still stream. Like this shit yeah, just streaming. Started. And you know, the internet is just that shit just ending. Yeah, that shit started like the '90s or some shit. Yeah, bro. Shit it, it, hasn't out, it, it hasn't been out. It hasn't been out. It hasn't been out. We in Web Three now. Yeah, this is Phase Three. Yeah, it's about to be a metaverse, a digital reality. Yeah, that's crazy. We were just talking about that earlier too. Like, what you think crazy. about the metaverse and like adapting to that as an artist and being able to release music through NFTs and provide value peer to peer and shit. So I'm not gonna lie. I'm just now getting into the whole idea of it and understanding what it is. Mm-hmm. I I can't really be able to like say whether or not I feel like. It's going to be a positive or so anything can be positive. Any change can be positive. Like, yeah, with music, I don't know how it's going to affect music. Because like another change that happened with, with well, since we've been alive in music, like in terms of like uh, technology wise was streaming and how that affected album sales, how that affected artists, how that affected uh, just like distribution, period. And that affects like whole lot of areas in like the music industry so mm-hmm. things had to be shifted for there to be that that adjustment had to come with time like a lot of artists at first were like what like what you mean i'm not getting paid primarily off album sales no more. <laughs> like, i'm only getting this percentage of this percentage of yeah. my album sales now because of streaming and like it might have been scary at first the <clears> idea <throat> but what it unfolded to be was better than in my opinion better than what it was so it's all in what we do with it like yeah. the whole metaverse thing could be crazy like 
I don't like in 20 years we might be on VR sets and everybody's <laughs> just at a concert going crazy like yeah. in different avatars and stuff and maybe it's like you can I don't know like incorporate making music the same way like you know digitally or virtually or however like mm-hmm. and then uh, just have more of an effect instead of, instead of it being like some Fortnite Travis Scott concert as you know yeah. situation cause like Live music, like I always talking about earlier, is like, appreciation. Yeah, for that. there's something, there's a lot to appreciate with live music, especially whether you whether it's just an artist in a microphone or or a whole band in a setup, bro. It's still something to appreciate because you get to see their energy as an artist in in person, and that's not something that you can go back and delete and redo or like you know have this effect on or that effect. I mean, some artists still do crazy stuff on stage, but it's like. You have to. This is what they are authentically in real time. So, that's mm-hmm. that's something to appreciate if you're just another artist in my art. Yeah. Sure. So, so, so like, do you think that um, in the metaverse, like having that, like, do you think first of all, do you think that they could replicate that, like, effect yeah. or that feeling? And yeah. if so, do you think like when it's in the metaverse, like, it'll just like kind of diminish our appreciation for music or the art overall in some way just because it's digitized so one thing that that makes me think about is like um so making music used to be all hardware Mm -hmm. when you think about like how it was up until maybe I don't even know, like maybe the 90s. I don't even know when they made this transition into software, but it was like you had, oh, you go into a studio and you had guitars on the wall, <laughs> synthesizers over here. The whole audio table got like hella interfaces and compressors and stuff like that. Now I go to uh, studios in LA and the only thing they have is like an audio interface, a monitor, and a computer. And like exactly everything that you would need and more is in that room compared to the to the room with a bunch of guitars and yeah, I just feel like the internet in general just lowered the barrier entry for a whole lot of shit. Yeah. And it's like you would be surprised that like so there's a there's a lot of like that this is crazy just thinking about if you're a DJ and thinking about how producers are when they are making like I don't know, like house music and just like electronic music and stuff like that. Seeing what they use, like that's always something I thought was interesting to look up what those DJs use to mm-hmm. like produce their music. Mm-hmm. It's something different every time, and it's like something you may never like. Dead Mouse, for example, will have like a whole wall that looks like a old ass computer from like the '60s, mm-hmm. and he just plugging in sounds and different like inputs and outputs and stuff like that he does not use like a turntable or a fucking <laughs> piano or nothing like that it's just like yeah i seen daft punk studio and they had like some crazy shit like that like mm. it was a wall full of synthesizers yeah. and all kind of knobs and yeah buttons i was like but hey yeah or like it's just shit. different things you could use like some people use one thing like uh swedish house mafia for that this one song they have one they use this one uh Little, I guess you could say it's a synthesizer. Uh, it's called the OP1. And like they just made the whole song off that one 
little device. It's like that big. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, just a little eight hundred dollar little thing, and it's like you never really you you never really think about how much you can do with just I don't know the technology that we have now yeah, as compared right. to like how much money they would invest mm-hmm. into a studio to be able to get like certain sounds out of it even like mm-hmm. in terms of like the uh, acoustics of a room just like I feel like now we just have so much more information that we're uh, able to access to be able to like I don't know like do things musically and it has like, everything to do with like like technology so like yeah. It can only, in my opinion, we are already on like a positive route in terms of like incorporating that type of feeling into like a digital, in a digital way. Because like yeah. producing music on a computer today is none, is like nothing ever that could have ever been imagined prior to this time period. Like, like yeah. there's a mil, you could you could pull up like a million different synthesizers on a computer. And it's like you don't know what to pick, mm-hmm. and it's not it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There's no like right or wrong. It's just all in how you compose your music and stuff like that. But I feel like if they can put that many synthesizers, drums, patterns mm-hmm. into a computer in one in one like you know like application, they can incorporate all that into a virtual reality and you so, still be able to use it the same way. Let so. me ask you this question. Like, within the age of the internet, like, personal branding has become very important in making yourself influential and, like, stand out and make people want to follow you and listen to your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you how do you shape your personal branding? How important do you think it is is making proper influence? Mm-hmm. Proper use of your influence, I mean. Yeah, so being in Atlanta, once you get to a point where you have into like an artist circle, you start to realize like everybody is like a superhero and they have their own like um, alter ego or like mm-hmm. like whatever they go by, that's like their identity when they're caked up or masked up and like a superhero. But like you still have who you are and some people are like they don't have like an alter ego they are who they are just as an artist like and you don't have to i don't say either one is better than the other i feel like having the differentiation between your artist self and your i guess behind the scenes self is cool and just being an artist at all points is cool but you have to be able to understand how to brand that image of yourself Mm -hmm. to be able to uh, I would say grow really in this yeah, day and age so. the way that we have things set up it's like you may not want to be on your phone all the time or you may not want to have to text people or whatever and you may be like an introverted person and not really like a tech savvy person but at the end of the day if you're an artist and you want your art to get out you and you're trying network. to work yeah you gotta, you gotta network it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like you can't pick and choose. You can't have your cake and eat it. You wanna, I mean, the, what other ways really is there to? So that's what we were just talking about, yeah. like earlier, yeah. like the use of Instagram. Like, yeah. if you create, you shouldn't just be on Instagram scrolling. Yeah, like, for sure. If you're in my for DM, sure. it's hella people I never met in real life that we got some motion going on. Like, yeah, for real. 
yeah. what you trying to do, bro? Let's let's collaborate on something. Yeah. Like we collaborating right now. Yeah. Like the power of Instagram, like you really need to be taking advantage of it because like yeah. we already going into the next phase with TikTok. It was like yeah. you gotta learn how to leverage that now. Yeah, and that's a, it's yeah, all about harder. leverage. It's only gonna get harder and harder if you haven't already hopped on the wave. Like right. it's like you have to understand like there's an importance of 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 social media, like there's there's a lot of things that are wrong with so I'm not even gonna say it's what's wrong with social media, it's what's wrong with what how we use social media. But mm. it's it's really like the whole idea of it was to bring people together who may not be able to like exactly. share certain things from where they were in the world. Mm. So being able to have that like, okay, the privilege to connect with somebody overseas, like that's something you gotta you gotta take advantage of that, bro. Right. Like for sure. Cause it's it you never know how far it can go. I've done shows outside of where I live and outside the state from people I hadn't, hadn't really met for real in real life, or mm-hmm. even though I had I've met certain people in real life, and then it's like you know how else am I gonna really keep in contact with what they're doing and what's going on if I'm not networking or whatever? Yeah, I look at your Instagram. Yeah, it takes you see so oh, that's yeah. what bro. Because sometimes they just need that reminder of oh that person is there that this person oh, yeah, does. Yeah, you can just like, comment on their shit or yeah. DM them. Yeah. Exactly. That's, like, that's that's networking. It doesn't have to be like as complicated as uh, certain artists want to make it seem. Like you don't have to be out there texting everybody or DMing everybody or liking every post. But no, nah, because you got your circle, like you said. You said when you said earlier, artist circle mm-hmm. or a creative circle, yeah, or a so and so circle. Like yeah. you know who I need to link up with, who I need to uh, mm-hmm. create with. Bro, that that pays off, and like. One thing that's great to do, like with networking, is bringing other people together too, because like yeah, sure. that, they appreciate you more, and then they appreciate exactly. their relationship with you more. Because exactly. bro put me on this. Yeah, like, we done did that shit before, oh, actually, and now and now you yeah. we in each other circle. Exactly, you, like it's and you're reaping the benefit from both sides of the yeah. relationship. Exactly, like because it's a benefit to every relationship. Mm-hmm. If you use it the right way, because it's some parasitic relationships. You gotta know how to how to analyze that shit. So you yeah. gotta be a mutual understanding, all that good stuff. I feel like when things come together in a gen- for a general purpose, I mean a genuine purpose, it, it's gonna prosper in a genuine aspect. Like right. exactly. whatever whatever the purpose was that brought these people together, it's gonna kind of flourish in that way because that's the seed that you're planting when you bring that those people together. And I feel like with me. I bring people together not wanting to gain anything for myself. I, I I like to bring people together to see what they do as artists. Mm. And that, but that's the benefit, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. That, that's like, yeah, that's my benefit. Were, it's that, just be a witness. That's that's man. That's that's when you a real one, bro. Because yeah. like that's that's when you an artist for real, bro. You yeah. just like I want to see these people create something, bro. Because I yeah. know it's gonna be you hard. Are. I just yeah. want to sit back and watch them be great. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's all about just just appreciation and like because I've put on. A lot of people to other people just being like one thing that people know about me that has helped me network is that I, I stay in the loop so like mm. when people want to know what's going on like hey I'm in Atlanta bro I need a videographer can you hook me up with somebody that's the beauty of it yeah I got a, I got like a list of people and I'll send them the whole list I don't I don't pick and choose because I'm like I don't know what type of videography you may want like I'll give them a whole list of people yeah and then the same thing if you the people who need like it could get specific. Like I need a guitarist, bro. Like, like I got it. I know a guitarist. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need somebody who who like specializes in maybe gifts or something. I got somebody for that. You need somebody who, you know, 
I don't know, like takes certain headshots. Like I just know different artists in different different I, I don't know like realms and different like, niches yeah that's the flip side but that's the that's being, the whole advantage that's the flip side of being in one of those artist circles though because yeah. that's the efforts you have to put in to actually reach out to those people yeah because how did you get those numbers exactly. how did you learn these people's names how did you so, even know that they became a guitarist or you know what yeah. i'm saying like you gotta talk you gotta that's you gotta, yeah, you gotta open is. up with me. I was an introvert like hell, like most of my, my childhood. So it's like, I'm not gonna lie, Sh- Shamir Toffee, you know, he mm. is the first person who came to me and was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. And it's like, one thing that was gonna help you, or one thing that's gonna make or break what you're direct, like, in terms of like, taking the direction this is going to make or break whether you're able to like get to where you want to go under the right circumstances is like how you network yourself and how you connect with people Mm. in the environment that you're in already Mm. so he tried to get me out of a mindset thinking like there's not too many people like me so shit i'm gonna probably just do this shit by by myself or with my niggas or whatever like he's like no you gotta understand that like there's a whole bunch of people like you. Yeah, you think, and yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go because it's not even necessarily like you just, have to find them. Yeah, I was just reading about that. So you just gotta find the space. You gotta mm-hmm. yeah, find the space and they go. Yeah, here. it's and the it's, space. It has everything right. to do with and that. Yeah, and you gotta know it's people like you, like you said. Like we all think our dream is like the thing, but like yeah. you're not the first person to it. Exactly, you're, you're not, not the only person. Like you can't. It's like everything. What is it? The saying of like everything under the sun has been done, or oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, like, something that. It's like, like I get what you're saying. It's like yeah, bro, you gotta think about it. Like I, I mean, everything yeah, like, happened before, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, everything. This, this stuff is not like you're yeah. not the only person who may feel a certain way. Exactly. I was just reading yeah. this in this book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It was like mm-hmm. we all wrong, but like mm-hmm. the people who come after you are just a little less wronger than you. So like mm-hmm. our parents, we seen the things our parents did wrong, mm-hmm. like for instance, mm-hmm. and like we just doing it a little, a little more, a little more better than them. Yeah. Cause like it's nothing is ever concrete in this world. Shit exactly. always changes. Exactly. Yeah. And like just um finding with me, it wasn't even like having to find the space because he knew where to bring me and who to take me to mm-hmm. and who to introduce me to and who to point me, like what direction to point me in and stuff like that. But it was a matter of me going out and actually taking advantage of what he was trying to show me. So at first it would be like, yeah, I would come to the function. I see it's a lot of people who are probably aspiring artists. You see people walking around with the video cameras. You see people walking around with a microphone. You see people with their phones out exchanging information. And you could tell that you're in an environment where people aren't worried about getting high as fuck. People <laughs> aren't worried about getting drunk. People aren't worried about, you know, being seen per se. Mm-hmm. It's more so of like everybody is here for one, yeah, yeah, one reason. And it's like we are all artists. And this is our kind of like space, safe space in a way. Mm-hmm. So when I first started going, like I said, I wasn't really being too like extroverted or whatnot. And then Shamir, like one day, was like, I think we maybe have gotten home from a function, or no, I was at a function still. And like it was a good opportunity for me to actually tap in with certain people. And I, I, I ended up taking that opportunity and actually tapping in. Mm-hmm. But at this function, it was like, bro, like you gotta like. You gotta tap in with these people. Like you gotta talk to these people. Like yeah. he's like, we can't 
come out here and just be <laughs> in the corner. We like these people are actually like our age. You you wouldn't believe the things that they've done or the things that they're trying to accomplish. It's like, bro, you you told me you wanted to do this, you wanted to do that. I'm I'm showing you what the fruits of that labor For could sure. be. You know what I mean? So then it just became like you know came easier yeah i was just like all right you know i'm gonna just keep going to functions i would go to every single function i seen on instagram i don't care like mm. and that's the same way i am now like mm. i don't go to parties because i feel like it's gonna be lit or i don't go to shows or pop-ups because i feel like so so and so is gonna be there like i go dolo people who know me in the city know i'll come dolo i'll be on my own whatever and like it's just like when i get there I might be networking, but for the first couple, like for the first year of me just getting tapped in with that artist circle in Atlanta, it was just me watching and me trying to figure out who was who. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who does what? Because now a lot of those people I met in like my first year, just in, I don't know, involving myself in that artist circle, I've met other people who are like already like, up now, blown exactly. up and gone. Like, yeah, right. so it's like, and then that's how you know you're gonna be successful too. Cause like, yeah. I don't meet these people for no reason. I don't relate to them for no reason. Yeah, right. and you get to really like, I've been a part of a lot of like of things that other people have been able to do that have taken off to a certain level. And it's like you realize what it means to have those connections. Like a lot of people say, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. <laughs> that's what we say all yeah. the time, bro. Cause like our network is growing. Yeah. Like crazy thing, bro, when I went to go pick my car up, mm-hmm. somebody, this dude telling me he knows a song from watching the, some video. I was like, that's bro, that's crazy. my podcast, that's bro. Crazy. <laughs> like, bro, that that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, bro, that's my podcast. I was like, that's my brother, yeah, we live together. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, dude with the dreads, yeah. yeah. Nah, like, but like in the end, the whole appreciation of like saying, bro, you actually listening to my shit, or yeah. you actually know what I create. Yeah, that that right That's there a is great feeling too. Yeah, like just um, being an artist and then like realizing that like there's people in on the other side of the world who might be listening to what you're making, mm. and like that's something that like when I went back to Kenya and I, in like 2018, I think, and like uh, my cousins, they were like. You know, uh, your mom said you make music. Like, we want to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> and they're like a little older than me, but like they're in college and they hear it. And they're like, bro, what the hell? They can't fathom somebody my age making music that actually sounds like music. Like, mm. because like you gotta understand and like it's harder to get that in- barrier entry. Yo, and there it's 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 almost like impossible. You have to be already certified. You have to have your everything together already. It's mm. it's nothing like being an artist. That's what we was talking about, that privilege. Yeah. Of, it's like a growing bro. up of a, a child of an immigrant here in yeah. America because over there it's harder to get to start a podcast. It's, it's harder to record yourself Impossible or to create here. media yeah. in general. Because it's like the amount of things that you may need, you might not even be able to get them I thought we were just there saying, until yeah, like, 100, like $400 yeah, over there. Yeah. Bro, like, it's not even like, you might not even be able to, like, you might have to, like, the distribution is different in different areas of the world. So exactly. Like, everybody don't got Spotify. Yeah, everybody don't have Amazon the way we got Amazon, <laughs> bro. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's just not as accessible in different parts of the world. So they looked at me and said, bro, like, you're about to be famous or something. And I'm like, uh, if only you knew how many people are about to be about to be famous in yeah. like just my city alone. It's just like I can only really like at first it was like I can only be a witness. DJing helped me look at it in a different way though, I would say, with DJing. I was like, mm. 
being a lot more hands-on and involved with the scene as opposed to just being a witness. Mm-hmm. And that's when like, I feel like I've, I've started to mold the image that I'm um, still molding to this day and getting the idea of like how I want to be viewed as an artist. And yeah. So, so, man, very yeah. inspirational, bro. Very relatable, man. As, as a fellow uh, child of immigrant, because, like, mm-hmm. it just show you, like, the world is bigger than the United States. Like, that's some shit mm-hmm. my dad always emphasized. Like, mm-hmm. the world is bigger than what you see here. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, some people, it's like, that's the trap we in. Like, people refer to the trap. Shit really yeah. is a trap. Like, yeah. you trapped in a box, so you only see the four the four walls around you. Mm-hmm. Or you, you, you can't even see your perspective outside of how you grew up yeah. and people you influenced by. Yeah. Like, that's very important, I feel like. That's why we do shit like this, to give different insight. Yeah, exactly. And it helps, it helps to be able to have conversations with other artists and stuff, especially from different upbringings mm-hmm. and different, like, just... Like industries of art, like because right. you can learn from artists, and no matter what type of artist you are, exactly. Exactly. so like you said, it's a language, bro. It's that a fundamental basis. It's mm-hmm. spoken across the whole entire uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely something. That's as long as you can tap in and you understand, then you you win. Yeah. Okay. You gotta have that one. You gotta have that appreciation. You gotta let go of ego. You gotta let go of fear. You gotta let go of like jealousy, yeah. all that, because you gotta be able to come together with artists in, in a way where <laughs> things are going to happen positively because there's always downsides to working with certain artists too. It's just yeah, like, sure. if y'all didn't come together for the right reasons, to, you know, it could be chaos. Most definitely, mm-hmm. man. We don't want this podcast to be super, super long. Mm-hmm. So, Shamir, we got this segment on OPF. It's called the... Uh, Shamir, bro. I said Shamir, bro. You can, bro. My Shamir, bad. You, can, bro. <laughs> you can see where it comes from, though, yeah. both S names. Yeah. But, son, we got this segment called OPF. It's like official psych and alpha fashion, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we want to ask you, what's something that's official that you don't feel like gets enough recognition that more people need to know about like in general honestly I would say being a DJ is not hard that's Mm. one thing I need I need to say just cause like (laughs) everybody keep asking me like man I want a DJ I don't know if I I could do it though and I'm like this is so much easier than like what you're thinking it is and like Mm. I think about the amount of I don't know, like time and effort that may have to go into building your image as a rapper or, or building a whole upbringing as like maybe you're trying to do a videography for like music videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of more like it's like you got to think about like prerequisites that you're going to need to be able to really get in a motion of having your, your, your I don't know, like business and stuff going. But like with DJing. You, I mean, it doesn't take half as much time, effort, energy, money, or anything to get into it, and you no. feel like you are doing just as much in terms of creating as like somebody who may be having to put way more into it. And it's mm-hmm. like it's easy to get into. It's something that you don't have to have a certain image to be a DJ. You don't have that many like industries and in art that don't require you to look a certain way exactly. to be an artist. Like You're not required to look any certain way being a DJ. You can be yourself completely. You can be an old man and be a DJ. Like, <laughs> and rocking it. And yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, I've met old people who DJ and they're hard. Like, like, And it's like, I didn't even think that they were old people who still knew how to use computers this way. Like, mm-hmm. So it's just like the fact that you can meet any anybody and they be a DJ and they're good. It's like anybody can DJ. 
I feel like a lot of people need to get into it because there was a era of like music where DJs were like very prominent. Exactly, like, in the beginning. Yeah, and they played an extremely big part of bringing people together. Like that was almost what a DJ was. Like the person that, if you're trying to find out who the best producer is or who you need to work with, it's like being an A&R and an artist at the same time. So <laughs> you gotta like, it's something that I feel like more people should get into. In the industry for for being the DJ, it's all about being a curator, bro. Yeah, yeah you so. gotta know how to curate music, curate people. Goddamn, mm-hmm. even the transitions, goddamn, mm-hmm. knowing how to curate certain effects, goddamn, to make yeah. it sound right. So. Yeah, most definitely. So, like, on to the next segment, we want to talk about the psyche, the mindset. So, if you could give mindset advice to any young person, young creative, and entrepreneur listening right now, what would you say? I would say. First, one thing to do is to find out what you want in life. And if you, if we're talking in terms of being an artist, what you want as an artist, um, in terms of like what you want to create, what direction you want to take it in, and what what are your values as an artist, and then also to keep like-minded people around you. That's important. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand the importance of your company because the amount of like energy. People like really underestimate the amount of energy that they put into other people sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of that energy. Like if you're an artist, like I said, it's like art, being an art, or making art is like a bodily function, and it's like it requires energy. The same way, you, if you want to get out and run and do all this stuff, you gotta eat, you gotta sleep, you gotta make sure you're healthy, and it's like keeping certain energy within you or around you and composing yourself a certain way has a lot to do with you know the energy that you're gonna put out out, in terms of your your art so you know it's good to be able to maintain certain things as best as you can and that has a lot to do with your company too so most definitely then on to the last segment fashion so how would you rate your drip from one to ten and like who are some of your fashion influences my drip one to ten um on a good day Broke the scale. <laughs> on a bad day, I could give it a, a, a seven, seven and a half. But I feel like uh, so you are a heavy dripper, like right? yeah, regular. It, it's regular. It's a regular thing. Like I don't, I don't even want to get into flexing. And all <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. people like yeah, bro, I get that shit a lot. But I tell people it's just regular. Yeah, all that thing yeah, about yeah, it. Like you say, you don't gotta turn it in. Like right now, I'm I'm wearing, and I like he was asking about like like uh, designers and stuff like. I only wear things from designers that I, I really like. So this is Shane Gonzalez, Midnight Studios. And like Shane Gonzalez is, I guess, one artist or designer I definitely do look up to if we're talking mm-hmm. about like, like I like artists that I can relate to. And he's a younger uh, artist and he's, he's a Hispanic artist and being a minority and being a designer, you know, there's boundaries that had to be broken for that to happen. So. so. Uh, I always like to like pay homage and stuff and like really, I don't know, acknowledge the the trials and tribulations other people may have had to go through to be able to get they to get to where they are as an artist. Certain things like that may have been a handicap and stuff like that. Like every artist didn't have the same come up as other artists and stuff. So I like to be able to, I don't know, I like artists that I can relate to for real. Sure. And like. Uh, Ian Connor, I guess, is another artist that I say is like pretty cool with 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 designing and being a creative director and stuff like that. Virgil Abloh, uh, yeah, Virgil Rick Owens, of course, because 
Rick Owens' upcoming, like his his whole story of how he got to where he is, is like crazy. Um, Alexander Wang, um, Aaron Preston, uh, she's. It's, it's a long list I could yeah, go on and on. There's a lot of people like, you can pull. Bro. Yeah, if we, with fashion, it's like, um, it's just like, it's kind of like music too. It's like a lot of different genres of fashion and there's a lot of different things that have happened yeah. culturally. That that's been something, that's something I want to, that we could go to a whole nother podcast about. But if you really mm-hmm. like fashion, you don't watch trends, you watch the creators. Oh, oh yeah. Trends. Yeah, because well, like, a lot of people don't know the difference because like you rocking this, but you don't even know. Yeah. That shit derived from or nah, like, yeah, this it's important, bro, because like branding, like is a lot, well, it's a lot more serious when it comes to fashion as opposed to being like a like a like I don't know like an artist like who who does like music or something like that. Like the brand is is the art at that point when you're talking about fashion. Like mm-hmm. that's why, like, it got to a point where people was like, "What brand you got on?" Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like. <laughs> You, you hear how that sounds, like what <laughs> brand you got on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that it shows you the importance of branding in, in terms of, like, fashion. It has everything to do with who's behind the, the pen and paper, or who's behind that computer, or who's behind what they got going on for real. Like, you know, like, how Virgil came into Louis Vuitton as the, you know, head director, head director for the men's department. And it's like, yo, like, do you see the... Okay. If you looked at what... Um, 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 damn, I can't even remember who, who was the head director before. Oh, um, damn, I forgot by the name. Um, Kim Jones, I think. Or was yeah. it? I don't even remember. I think it might have been Kim Jones. I think but, it was. uh, it's just the way that you see, if you look at just like the 20, I could say 2013, 2014, 2015 years of Louis Vuitton, and you compare them to when Virgil stepped in, it totally. almost looks like a whole different brand. It's totally like, different. It looks like a whole different brand, and that just goes to show, like, when certain artists get behind that, you know, like, that, once, the, once they're the ones pushing the certain content and stuff like that, you get to see, like, oh. you know, what a brand could really be. Like that, that artist is a part of the brand name, knowing the brand face. Like, we know yeah. these names, like Kim Jones and yeah. Rick Owens. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like they made that move for a reason, hiring him, because they knew it would attract a, a lot of new customers. Yeah, and that's how it, how it, how it usually is. Like, uh, the guy who does Dior now, I forgot his name too, but he he did some crazy stuff with Dior, and I felt like in my head I was like, dang, like, it's crazy because he used to work with, I think, Louis Vuitton. And that's why I, that's how I heard his name and stuff. And it's just like it's crazy how different designers will work with so many different brands. Yeah. And it's just like you get to see how different brands evolve with that. And that's, sure. it's, it's, to me, it's always important to see who the designers are. Like most definitely. Well, Sean, we want to thank you for being on official side fashion, man. You shared a lot of game. Yeah, we gave sure. we gave a lot of perspective, yeah, bro. We want to we want to thank you again. So if people want to find you, listen to your music. Follow your creations, like what? What can they look at more? Look more into you at. Uh, you could look up, uh, rest in stone on Instagram, like rest in peace, but rest in stone. Um, SoundCloud would be Sean Stone. Uh, Apple Music, Sean Stone. Spotify, Sean Stone. Most yeah, definitely. Spell it for him. S H O N Sean and S T N O E. 
Stone, you already know. Most definitely, y'all be sure to go tap in with a bro, Sean Stone. Fish aside fast. Anything you want to leave the people with, bro? Nah, bro, we out, man. This was a. Watch me rollin', watch me rollin'.